There is a vast multiverse of possibilities, an infinity of worlds within an endless ocean of aether. Few know that there is anything beyond the confines of their limited world. Even fewer have ever traversed beyond the walls of everything they have ever known. To those that have made the perilous journey, they have found each new plane to be another revelation of the beauty of a boundless multiverse. Planeswalkers are those rare few among legends. They are able to travel unassisted between the multiverse. One in a million is born with the spark to become a planeswalker. A bare few ever realize their potential, putting them in an elite and powerful group of friends and enemies. The potential of a planeswalker is infinite freedom and infinite possibility. Hi, I'm Will. I'm the show's producer, and I play Llewellyn Coyden, the half-dryad swashbuckler. Hello, I'm Kimbra, and I play Nymphia of the Vervain, the elvish druid. Hey there, I'm Katie, and I'm playing Cecilia Crane, the human sorcerer. Hi, I'm Keon. I'll be playing Ershia Jalan, the Aetherborn warlock. Hi, I'm Dan. I'll be playing the dungeon master. Welcome to the Plane Shift Podcast. A live play D&D campaign where we play as four planeswalkers, newly awakened and taking our first tentative steps into the varied facets of the multiverse. What will we find in these new worlds? Hope? Despair? Reward or loss? Doubtless all of that and more. Join us as we find out. As all of you wearing your new threads enjoyed your mango smoothie, Nemok uh, leans in and goes, All right, so I feel it's time to go scout the area now that we're a little less inconspicuous. Um, who kind of noticed the bags that he was previously holding happened to be gone, actually? Hmm, what? We have our stuff, right? Oh yeah, you have all of your stuff. The bags that he was holding, which had like your old clothing, his old cape, uh, some other stuff, the bags that was holding it are just gone right now. Hmm. Right. Let's... You know what? Fine. We've got a job to do. Let's do the job. Oh, uh, right. I almost forgot. Hold on a second. And he pulls out several... They look slightly smaller than marbles, almost like little glass beads, and he goes, uh, this one's yours. And he hands uh, one of them to uh, to you, Cecilia, and uh, it looks, as you peer in, it's a little tiny shopping bag. Aww. And uh, another one to you, Nymphia. Cute. Uh, passes them to the rest of the party. Uh, I figured it would probably be best. Again, you just need to drop them on the ground and it'll return to its normal state. For the most part, it seems a little bit easier to carry. As we continue, uh, Cecilia, I want you to make a uh, uh, an insight check really quick. Minus one. <laughs> 16. Okay, that's a storm. So you, uh, you remember that he never put back the one orb that happened to have the angel in it. Mm. Didn't you take it? No. I threw it in that room, and mm. then it, like, <laughs> murdered something else. All right. <laughs> and he put it back into an orb, and he was holding on to it, but he never put it back. So he might still have it? I'm just curious. Do you happen to have any other orbs on you at this time? Ah, uh, well, technically a few. Goes through, and he actually reaches into his sleeve, and he pulls out a couple of smaller ones, uh, uh, large falling water, some pyrotechnics, and, uh, the angel. I guess I never put that one back. Why is that? Well, to be entirely honest, I just didn't grab it before we left. 
You're in such a rush and safe on my person. You seem to have a vested interest in this one. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, if you'd want to part with it, I'd be happy to hold on to it for you. I actually have to roll for this, because... Oh, of course! I mean, we should probably take every precaution we want here. And he actually hands you the uh, little bobble with the angel in it. Uh, again, remember, it's probably going to come out very angry, very pissed off, and attacking everything in sight. Oh, wonderful, just like me. Thank you! <laughs> so are we being taken to this Orzov temple, or are we... we you are actually... Yeah, uh, he's starting to lead you uh, away, and uh, pause for a moment going, it might be a tad bit far to walk, and he... It almost looks like he's hailing something for what appears to be a rather large, four-legged almost dinosaur-like animal uh, droops down, its long neck extending down, and you realize that uh, it has what previously had almost looked like uh, reins that led down along its neck. appear to now be stairs, and there's a man sitting atop. Nemox starts to climb aboard and goes, well, don't just stand there, and don't intend for you to walk all this way. We're catching a ride. Fine, let's go. Or did you want to talk to it first? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna look at Nymphia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions for the, for the ride? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to talk to it, Nymphia? <laughs> what is it again? Uh, it's, it's this long... It doesn't really have a tail, but it's these broad, arcing shoulders and a large, flat back, almost kind of like a horse. But instead of hooves, it's got feet almost like an elephant. It's got a long, bending neck and a uh, friendly head, really. You do notice that what appears to be a, a single horn it is well-decorated and has uh, several reins going to it that seem to reach up the length of its neck. Does it seem uh, friendly enough that I would be able to pet it? Oh, certainly, yeah. Oh, all right, then. In fact, there are, uh, there are a couple of children that are actually gathered oh. around to uh, pet on its nose before Perfect. it moves again. I just walk up, and I give him just a little pat on the head, and you know, I say, Hello, how are you today? Are, are you speaking to the animal in its tongue? No, I'm just, you know, like, a, like you talk to like a cute dog, you know? Who's your boy? I do, it, upon having more attention bestowed onto it, kind of bobs its head a little bit up and down, which uh, unfortunately makes the children kind of lose the ability to pout or to pet its snout, and they weren't more scratching its chin now, but it loves that nonetheless. Yeah, uh, my speak animal is a spell slot, so... <laughs> yeah. Alright, so uh, as Nymphia, as you're the last to climb aboard, Nima uh, just kind of turns to the driver, who you notice happens to be... A tad bit unusual. It's someone that you actually haven't seen on this uh, plane before. Uh, he looks more like well, like a large lizard-looking man almost, but he's certainly well-dressed, uh, wearing some deep reds that almost look like they're made of velvet. Uh, to the Orzov Temple District, please. Uh, this bizarre lizard-looking man kind of turns back up. Of course! And he kind of gives a light flick to the reins, and immediately this behemoth of a beast you're riding roars its head up and starts to slowly walk on there. Although each of its steps seems to be graceful and slow, you realize that it's covering quite a substantial amount of distance with each stride. Uh, as you're perched upon this, you're gazing out, and you can actually see beyond some of the buildings that are around you. Anybody want to look for anything in particular? Um, Lola's just keeping his, his eyes open, but he's not looking for anything in particular. Uh, I'm just going to have everybody just do a uh, straight perception check. Because you're all gathered together. I got ten. What did you get, Keon? Oh my god. I rolled bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I rolled a two. Camera rolled a three. I got ten total, A though. three? 
Okay. I got an 11 total. We're all busy looking yeah. at this monster. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we've got a very cool beast that we're riding. Well! I'm going to name him Barney. <laughs> so as you're starting to examine this great beast, Barney the Beast, as you're starting to examine this magnificent specimen of Barney the Beast, a lot of you miss some of the changing scenery, especially how uh, now there seems to be quite a couple more trees than there were before and slowly fading into what almost seems like uh, water flowing in lots of aqueducts up into these strange pools and there are a variety of smaller creatures that have to be floating around that look almost kind of like fish. Ooh. But again, uh, Barney's I say, having not noticed them. Woo! <laughs> 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 uh, and it's not particularly very long before the architecture sort of changes to more of this medieval kind of cathedral look. Uh, and you're slowly approaching what appears to be the pinnacle of this cathedral-like architecture. Fancy spirals and stained glass are quite literally everywhere, including at some points on the ground, from what it seems. It's not particularly long before Barney of the Beast comes to a halt and brings his head down low again, the driver patiently outstretching a hand as, as Nemoc pays a couple of gold coins into it. Well, let's get down off of this. This should be about as close as we can get to it without incurring any fees, fines, or other forms of tribute. And uh, he starts to step down the planks that make up the stairs leading down this great beast's neck. Can I kind of like keep an, like look around and see if I notice anything peculiar about where we are right now? Definitely do perception. Uh, you actually, guys, actually do really great perception. Do perception with advantage. Ooh. Well, I rolled an eight. <laughs> so so uh, roll again and take the higher one. Oh, thank you. I rolled a fourteen. Okay. So much better. So like thirteen total. You uh. You have to notice that there are people who appear to be dressed in brown. They do not look like they have much, but they're offering up these unusually large golden coins to people wearing specifically black and white ordained with gold, and most of them are holding golden staves. And they're these small, gray, you've never really seen anything like them before. They look almost like if you had painted a goblin gray and thrown a golden mask onto it. And these things are catching these large golden coins that are being tossed and stuffing into a small satchel. Mm. There is obviously something that you don't want to get messed up in right over there. Is there like a religion check that could potentially happen here? You know, I would say go for it. I got 15. <laughs> Alright, uh, Nipfia doesn't particularly know that much about supporting a church and things like that, but uh, from what she has heard, this seems to be taken to a far more extreme version, where the alms hounded out to the poor is almost immediately reclaimed by the church. It's unusual in some respects, but for the most part, you really can't piece together why the people would even be okay with us in the first place. Uh, really quick. So Cecilia and, uh, yeah, Nemphia, I want both of you to roll uh, an arcana check really quick. I think you two may have of this. I got another 15. 12. You both happen to notice uh, what looks almost to be a spirit. The spirit seems to be bound in what look almost like change, floating by, almost as if it's doing heavy labor. Hmm. Uh, Nemo turns to all of you and goes, Well, this is the Morzov district. I advise all of you to stay close. We only have so much coin, and I don't want all of it to go to waste here. Uh, I think it would be best to start over there. I think those are where the treasury cathedrals are. Uh, most of the time, they won't ask for too much over there, and it should be a good way to look around. Out of curiosity, yes. if we were expected to pay tribute and didn't... Yeah, what would happen? 
Ah. Uh, I seem to notice a few peculiar things happening before my eyes. <laughs> to be rather honest, a couple of other people may come and ask you to truly pay tribute to the great Orzov Ghost Council. You may encounter uh, a small display of spirits that put on a show about how foolish it is not to hate and support the church, uh, or in very rare circumstances, if you happen to be in a bad back alley, you may encounter a couple of well-armed men asking you to pay a fine for a crossing into restricted territory. Uh, again, branding the same symbols that you see basically plastered everywhere. And he gestures to this large, it almost looks like a, uh, a sun with uh, several points on it that's made entirely of white and black. Does it look like my pouch? It looks exactly like the symbol on your pouch. Lulun's going to look at Nemok. Alright, so which of these buildings... You you can't feel this thing you made at all, so you don't know precisely where it is? Where do you think it is? If I were to take a guess, I would assume the largest cathedral that I'm pretty sure... And uh, he gestures over there. I need you to make a really quick perception check. Thirteen. The stained glass windows on this, unlike the other ones which happen to show people on this particular building, show nothing but piles of gold. Okay. And where are we all meeting up after this? It's as good a place as any. Uh, this courtyard, uh, over there by that fountain. Uh, we'll meet there in... He rolls up uh, his sleeve and you see a variety of small mechanical things that seem to be wrapped around his wrist. <laughs> and the sun is highest in the sky. Yes, that, that seems best. Alright. Lulin's <laughs> gonna kind of click his heels together, and there's kind of a wing pattern along his boots. They stop being a pattern and become actual wings. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and he just kind of starts flying up to the rooftops. I'm gonna check to see if there's anywhere up above. Uh, <laughs> I'd advise a little bit of caution. Don't get too close. They have gargoyles, and they've been known to bite. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, he's going to fly up to the rooftops. <sighs> I think for myself, I'll go try to see if my passage is still open or if it's been sealed off. And uh, Nemok actually seems to almost trace his form uh, with his fingers quickly before seemingly vanishing from sight. Anybody wants to can roll an arcana check? 22. I rolled a 12! You realize that he has literally bent the light around himself to cloak himself in a shield of invisibility. Ooh, fancy. You, you're going to remember to have to ask him about this later, because that would be something awesome. really helpful. So He's... those bats he talked about, are yes. they anywhere around here that I could go try to talk to? Get information from? Uh, roll, roll investigation real quick. 14. Okay. You see in some of the darker arches where there appear to be bridges and other things that kind of look like bridges... Uh, there are a couple of bats hanging around. Some are flying up to avoid the sunlight back into the darker shades. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's still pretty early into the day. You're not going to find too many bats hanging around. Are we in like an open area? Are we kind mm-hmm. of like in an alley? You're in a courtyard actually right now. Oh, okay. So there we're are not, like, a variety of... <laughs> so we're like in the open? Oh, you're in the okay. open. Is there like a crowded courtyard where like no one's really paying attention to us? Uh, it's... No one's really paying attention to you, but it's not particularly crowded. I mean, there are a couple of smaller crowds gathered around, uh, again, appear to be priests. Uh, but for the most part, it's rather sparse. Are they talking at all? They are, in fact. Yeah, can I kind of, like, move up a little bit and try to hear what they're saying? Of course. Uh, one of them uh, seems more like a pontiff, uh, and he's giving a deep speech, and the one's, the one's handing out these large golden coins. Another one happens to be taking these large golden coins. Is there anyone in particular you approach? The one giving out coins. 
As you get a little bit closer, you hear his uh, his deep decrees. And it is always known that those unfortunate, those who are impoverished, shall always receive the blessing of Orzova. For here, the alms that we have, the alms that we must provide to those who have less than we do, it is always in our good grace and always in our good nature, as a church and as Orzov ourselves, to provide for those who cannot provide for themselves. Take only what you feel that is necessary. And he presents almost a small, kind of like a treasure chest, but no real lid, and it's covered in these large coins that have the same symbol that you had on before. Mm. These coins are about the size of a small dinner plate. Oh my god. <laughs> they are very large. Are you going to take one? I'm going to try to take two. I need them. Right, go right ahead. Yeah, tell me to take what I need. All right, so I'm going to take two. And let it be known that those who cannot provide for themselves gain that which can help them and their families provide. Okay, I, I, I'm already walking away. I want to see what the guy who's taking coins is saying. <laughs> it is known that any great foundation must survive not by faith alone but by money i ask if you open your hearts open all that you have and give what you can so that we may continue to be a center of worship to be a center of duty and community where we can continue to give to those who have nothing are the people that are like paying tribute are they paying tribute with these giant dinner plate sized coins are oh they yes getting, like gold or oh like yes both? Mo- mo- both actually most most are handing over these large coins and then tossing a couple of smaller ones uh uh that they can as well to, to help one woman in particular goes it was to help pay my rent but if it'll help serve those in need better i'll give it to you why thank you for your generosity it shall not be forgotten for the ghost council themselves may smile upon you and bless you like walking away. <laughs> Are you gonna give him the coins? No. <laughs> no, they're my dinner plate coins. I'm gonna hey, eat uh... food off of them. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like gold. <laughs> You're just walking away from the courtyard. Oh, I don't. I don't need to hear anymore. I'm gonna like kind of head back to where everybody was and see what they're all up to. All right. With as, my as two kinda, fancy giant coins. As you kind of as you kind of head back with your two fancy giant coins, uh, I want you to uh, are, are you like looking them over or anything? Yeah, yeah. I'll kind of like fiddle with them. Like. Uh, what's your passive perception, by the way? Nine. Okay. You notice that along the bottom edge of the uh, large dinner plate coins is uh, a small line of text that says, "Only redeemable at Orzov businesses." But uh, otherwise, as you head back, seemingly having learned not particularly much other than all of the priests seem to be rather greedy, Mm -hmm. but certainly a little bit heavier with these two large dinner plate coins. (laughs) Uh, Nymphia, is there anything you're doing? So, just to kind of get my bearing, what are we doing here again? Uh, You are looking around for any possible information you can find about the vault where Nemox precious artifact may be kept, or certainly even what these bats might have to say. Yeah, that's what I thought, so that means I'm gonna continue with my bat idea. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. What up, bat? <laughs> so, uh, there is, uh, in this large overhang, quite a couple of bats. They, they don't seem to be too far out of range that if you were really to try that, you could probably get their attention to have at least a couple of them listen. Alright, I'm gonna cast Speak with Animals so okay. I can chat them up. Alright. <laughs> Hello, is anyone awake? Yeah, and I'm trying not to be. 
And you hear this, another voice kind of ring out like, oh, she's just trying to be polite, mate. <laughs> I, I'm so terribly sorry. I think she's fine. Yeah, is she really fine? All right, all right. <laughs> and uh, there's actually one bat in particular seems to almost flutter down close to you and it grasps itself on a, a lamppost, not more than five feet away from you. Hey, hey. Hello. Hey, how's, how's it going? I really wish you said, how's it hanging? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how's it hanging? Oh, I am doing wonderful, I suppose. That's good. Things have been a little crazy lately, but you know. It's it's, it's understandable, you know. It's good for what it is. It's life, you know. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. I'm just hanging around. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I, I didn't, how'd you learn back? Like, that's, that's not something most people would learn. I mean... I'm a druid, and I have... One certain... of the shapeshifter thingies? Like, you can yes. turn into animals. Can you turn into a bat? No, I cannot, actually. I'm sorry, I can't. I have quite mastered that technique yet. Eh. It's like a walk in the park, or a flight in the park. You'll get it eventually. It's, a it's flight per- in the dark. <laughs> Damn. It's like a flight in the dark. You'll get it eventually. Probably with a lot of screaming and uh, a decent amount of listening. Just start uh, screaming at stuff. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, like, like, I got a nice gig here, you know? You know, I just, I gotta, I gotta protect shit. I gotta guard all these stupid, whatever, what's your call them? And, uh, Is you that's know. That's in the mob? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look, worry I gotta go get, I got a good gig here. Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> good. It's they, fine. Look, look, they, look. They, I make money. I do a job I make money for. Why do you ask so many questions? <laughs> he actually, he just got you stuck. a cop? <laughs> you a cop? You, 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 ain't, you ain't an Azorius, right? Ain't a what? A, Azor- don't play dumb with me. You don't know. worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't, worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay, okay. Come on. <laughs> Joey, she clearly ain't one. <laughs> hey, hey. I told you to shut up. That's still an effect. It's been five days and you haven't shut you yet. Oh, you've been five days. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right, Don't look. talk to your mother that way. <laughs> <laughs> Not how I intended this to go, but it's alright. Don't talk to your mother like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Clearly, you're not from around here. You know, I, I, I take you a newcomer. I, I get you. I get that. You know, you be you. You do your thing. I do my thing, which happens to be enjoying snacks and uh, watching out for people trying to sneak in. Sneaking where? Oh, to the vaults, man. Come on! And he kind of gestures a wing over at this large cathedral that, again, the stained glass seems to be almost entirely covered in depictions of piles of gold. It's not that odd to figure out. I mean, like, they could have been <laughs> they could have been more subtle, but I guess they're just banking on being rich as sh- Like, like, even if they take a loss, they'll be fine. Plus, they got, like, they got gargoyles, they got us, they got gods. Like, ain't, ain't no one gonna break in there who ain't Demir and gonna walk out of here alive. Oh my, that sounds quite intense. Oh, you know it, but that's just like the top levels. The top, only the top levels. Oh yeah, the top. I shouldn't, I, look, alright, listen. <laughs> I shouldn't be telling you this, but you're rather charismatic for a non-bat. So <laughs> I'm gonna say this to you now. They only really got the upper left street level. Why? Because that's where people get in. When you get down lower, they're less guns, more bats. It's easy to have us floating around looking for shit than it is 
to have people walking through there. Less tempting too, you know? Last time they had gods down there, there were gods taking things home all the time. That did not go over well. I still think they're moving rocks. So they're ghosts you... now, by the way. That was like 400 years ago or something. Why do you guard, why do you guard this? Do they, do, they, do they pay you in snacks? Uh, you know, I wouldn't call it snacks. I'd more call it meals. They gather up so many of these damn bugs. It's like a full-on feast, I tell you. All right, so now, you're now, I'm, now, I'm a fruit back myself, all right? <laughs> So, so I can enjoy the good bug as much as I, anyone else. I, I'm, I'm fine with, like, you Protestant bats. <laughs> but I'm a fruit bat. <laughs> I grew up in a fruit bat family. We only serve fruit. We only eat fruit. It's gotta be kosher. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm sorry. Not, not Suddenly this bat is part of the Jewish mafia. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Oh my God. You can be a real bench. <laughs> <laughs> Real bat bench. <laughs> Listen here, Yashiska. We'll have a conversation. You look so thin. Eat. 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 We got so much fruit over here. <laughs> Did you tell her to eat? Tell her to eat, please. She's withering away. Nothing. <laughs> now let me get my friend who's outside, Robin. <laughs> I am the Batman, this is Robin. This is Robin. <laughs> he is, as you will notice, a board. <laughs> a boyd. A boyd. <laughs> 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 Mafiosa bats. <laughs> what have you got yourself? Hey, hey, hey. You come in here on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Sorry. Come into my cave asking for my guano. <laughs> on the day of my daughter's wedding. On the day. I'm sorry. As we have established, Jewish bat mafia. <laughs> Imagining them with tiny yarmulkes. <laughs> oh. I can't remember. But every time they try to like go to sleep, it just falls off. It falls off. There's just like a pile of yarmulkes. There. <laughs> There's just guano of yarmulkes. Just waiting for one. Guanos. Either way, they don't pick them back up. <laughs> just leave it. Like, well, it's on the floor now. There was a busy yarmulke market. <laughs> Wait. Then and then Jewish rats come up, <laughs> and then they pick them up. Squeak, <laughs> squeak. <laughs> they just throwing them at you. Believe this? What do I look like? Some kind of hamster over here? <laughs> so all of us is going into bloopers. <laughs> no, keeping it forever. Oh god! This is all going into bloopers. It's all canon. <laughs> so you have no. This is not what this I intended. This Jewish bat rat mafia. This is not what I intended. This you, <laughs> you have active Hebrew culture in the sewers. <laughs> not what I intended, but you know what? Fine. Fine. Oy. All of these bats are now Jewish. Oi. Are they like. Whenever they echolocate, they're just. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> I think. 
are they practicing Jews, or are some of them like do they, some of them celebrate Christmas? So, so is it like a is it like a, a Hanukkah Passover kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah I mean, if, if you have to show up at temple early in the morning, that's even worse for a bat. Mm. Yeah, because they're nocturnal. They're true. <laughs> true. They were ori- they originally it was going to be just a couple of them that were like you know New York City. And now just all of them New York City Jew. That's all. Of them all of them. Congratulations. Some of them are just like outright like force off like mafia. Like, hey, we get paid a job here. We do the job, and we, we get don't it ask done. questions. Yeah, right. that's, yeah. The, that's the most important part. Half an hour later, <laughs> after just... you've gotten a detailed explanation on his mother, on his brother, and how his brother owes him uh, five, we we will go with small balls of fur. But you know he's family. He's family. You know we we, we he was, owes me money, but he's still family. I was <laughs> really hoping you were gonna say five mangoes, just because like Mango Day today. has been clearly the Ravnica through line. <laughs> they, mangoes Ra- everywhere. Ravnica has recently gotten <laughs> uh, number one export. <laughs> Ravnica has recently gotten some mango trees, and the I wonder for <laughs> The Selesnia are all over it. So mango. the only thing that holds your loyalty here is free food. I mean, in the fancy costumes, and he kind of like puts He's up. He's wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's wearing a suit. Yes, yes, he is. He kind of he kind of opens his wings, and you see it's the small bat size of the head, just like flaps in front of his face. No, it's held in by a tiny tie clip, a little teeny teeny tie pin. Wouldn't it would have made sense if they had bow ties? Bat bow ties? Bat ties? Yeah, but then it wouldn't, like, what mafioso have you seen wearing a bow tie? The fanciest <laughs> one. So, as he opens... You brought us on us, okay? We were all focused, and then you mentioned that they were wearing outfits. I just said Yamaka. You brought a full ensemble to it. Charged like a three-piece suit. <laughs> 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 With the oars off symbol. Saturday's finest. He's just taking it up to now and going... He's the fattest bat up there. <laughs> the baddest. <laughs> just looks like a rat with wings. <laughs> Peels and he cuts them up. <laughs> Will's gone. <laughs> I can't wait until you edit this and just crack up at everything. It's gonna take forever. <laughs> oh my god! Everything about this is terrible. <laughs> In a good way. Well, Sophia's gotten great information so yeah. far about that culture. <laughs> She right. might be a, she might be guilty of racketeering now. Bat conteering. Yeah. She's <laughs> gonna kill us all. <laughs> so, have we accomplished any character development? For the bat, yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is a everyone, fully fleshed out community. Everyone, everyone read all your characters <laughs> as bats. We're all playing as bats now. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
<laughs> so Tony the Rat just stole from you. Tony the Rat will die. <laughs> Tony the Rat will sleep with the fishes, who we also know. <laughs> You want to know why it was so... Or that's how Nymphia is paying for their services. She just, like, druid crafts the little suits. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. We cut, she's, like, crocheting. <laughs> now they're wearing f***ing three-piece suits. Nice. With, the or with, like, a little... Like a lapel or something. Yeah, a lapel. Yeah. A rather large lapel for a bat. There's uh -huh. someone, the there's someone in the Orzhov stitching these together, and everybody's like... Why are you taking this much time? <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Put me in charge of my very tiny hands. <laughs> so I can only make very tiny suits. Junies. <laughs> tiny hands. Alright, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to be quiet. <laughs> so you, okay. your job is to guard these vaults. How yeah. often do you have to actually work? It's every night, I tell you. Every, every night? night? Every single night. They no get us way. up. They feed us. They have us flying around here like it's nothing, looking out for people. Now, only some of us get paid. Like, some of us wear these fancy suits, and he points to the suit again to his little lapel. It's like, Dash the rest it. of us are just there for the ride. You get food, and you just follow the pack leader. So, like, like right now I'm here because, you know, it's too bright out, and there's too much noise, and I don't want to go back home, so I'm, stay I'm staying over with my brother Tony. He's up there. Uh, normally, I live in this nice, cool, uh, I don't want to say cave. You know, every bat's house is his palace, and that one's mine. So anyone that tries to get into these vaults, they can only get in through here? You're the first line of defense? <laughs> We're like the only line of defense. You kidding me? You get there, you go, lock, lock doors. Who the hell's gonna pick a locked door? Oh, right, the Demir, or anyone who's got f***ing keys. And you know what? They jingle these keys around like the coins. And you know how much they jingle the coins around? Like, seriously, you can take ten steps next to a priest, and it sounds like church bells going off everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, anyhow, anyhow. So, like, the second, so, like, we're supposed to, the second we spot anyone down there with, uh, you know, obviously the echo location, because, you know, I'm blind as a bat, and right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 the second one of us hears or sees someone, they gotta go fly up, we gotta report to the gods, the, the gods come down, and generally you have, if it's deep enough down in there, you get, like, the better gods. You know, we're talking about the people who are serving a life debt. Oh, man. Alright, so, so I gotta go, but anyway, uh, as long as you look out for the ones of us who are nicely dressed, uh... Oh my god. <laughs> honestly, honestly, we're the only ones who can go up and talk to those people. You know, I, it makes it makes me. It, you know, just I feel like just I'm like regular people, just only talk to the ones that are dressed well. <laughs> like, like, because we're, we're we're employed. We got it's it's a good gig. It's a good gig. Yeah, it, it's it's you see a bat wearing a three piece suit, <laughs> it's probably important. <laughs> Don't talk to those impoverished bats. Don't talk to a bat that's just wearing the jacket. Ah, <laughs> uh, you you want a banana? You, you, like, look at you. Your, your skin and bone. Sure, I'll have a banana. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, you might, yeah, hold on. You got, you might get a catch. It's a little bit bigger than I need. It kind of flaps up there. Your wings are so small. <laughs> kind of flaps up there, and you hear this kind of ready, and this curved yellow fruit falls from the sky. Uh, do a dexterity saving throw. Oh my god, catch it! I was, I would have laughed so hard if you rolled a fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> okay. 
smash the fuck you, All the sessions twenties are just the worthless. <laughs> yes. You manage to, as you reach out trying to grab this fruit, you do not account for the fact it would be curved. You've yet to encounter a banana before, and you just assumed it would be a round thing. Uh, it quite literally slips through your fingers as you try to close them. <gasps> oh my god, does it like split open on the on the floor and then she tries to walk away and she slips over the banana peel? <laughs> one roll. Give her give that her your inspiration. Yes. <laughs> so uh it falls to I'm the gonna ground. use my inspiration so she falls to the banana peel. <laughs> it falls to the ground, but your hand kinda slows it so it doesn't appear any damaged in any way. I am I embarrassingly pick it up off the ground. <laughs> uh, it's okay, it's, it's okay. You're like bats. <laughs> You're like my uncle Ernie. He's a butter. He's a butter. A butter wings over family. here. family. <laughs> Come oh back God. and visit us sometime. Yeah, oh, we need to leave you guys the bats. Do they have? Do this is Bat Mafia have family or do they have family? <laughs> oh, oh, they have. They have family. Because I'm, I'm gonna be honest, they do have family, and their family's pretty close, but they got. Family. Oh, yeah. That they gotta look out for, they you know? They got family, they got family. It's a good community. It's a good community. I'm not role-playing with animals anymore. <laughs> this was specifically for the bats. Other animals are going to be like other things. <laughs> but now all bats are members of the mafia. <laughs> the Orzhov mafia. Cross planes. <laughs> Just unraveling <laughs> We need to be done. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna be entirely honest. This did not go the way that I assumed talking with an animal would. I swear to you, it's gonna be different the next time you do talk to animals. But at the same time, this was fing hysterical. <laughs> so. Do I potentially have. Can I, like, roll. Is she in? <laughs> you know? You she know? a maid woman. <laughs> you know, roll, uh, roll, roll insight. Roll yeah, insight. Ins- roll was, insight looking... on these bats. Meantime, this entire time, we haven't been hearing any of it. They've just been screeching at each other. (laughs) (laughs) To see if I potentially have anything on my person that I've collected through the past few hours that I could potentially give to them as, like, a gift. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, like, if I maybe took any mangoes. Apparently everyone has mangoes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's it's the new hit thing. It has taken Ravnica by swarm. Everyone wants them. Nibmizit devours them. Uh... Thousands at a time. I only got a seven. You only got but a you seven. still have mangoes. So you, you, you realize... step on a bug at one point? <laughs> he just scrapes your shit off your foot. You're like, here. <gasps> Never before have we been just bestowed such a bounty. <laughs> so you, uh... Did you, did you bring anything from breakfast? Well, I only ate coffee and mangoes. So mangoes and did cheese. Save and cheese. And cheese. Did you save any of that cheese, by the way? I ate it all. Mm. It was a lot of cheese. Did you and shove I didn't some eat cheese any. in your pocket. <laughs> Can I, I roll? Um, she wouldn't see. know any better that like it wouldn't last. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. It's cheese preserved. Look, it's pretty gross <laughs> after all. In pocket. I feel like I would have probably taken mangoes more than I would have taken cheese with me. All right, all right, all right. Because <laughs> they're a bit more. Do you, do you feel you have a mango? Yeah, I probably I really enjoyed them. I probably would have threw some in my bag, especially to feed my my little buddy. Okay, because okay. he didn't like the cheese. <clears throat> he did not like the cheese. Uh, crap! I'm gonna actually have to roll for that one sec. <laughs> do uh do a charisma saving throw really quick. Oh jeez! I thought she's gonna do a strength. <laughs> check. What are we rolling dice? How, how hard are you chucking this mango? I got a ten. <laughs> so you're uh turn a little bit, going like, well, I've gotten some information, but you see. 
your, uh, your little friend poking out of the hood and he's holding in, in both his hands a mango <laughs> and kind of looking up like, give this to them. Aww. So uh, it appears that for the moment your your friend has asked you to give a mango to these bats. Well, what do you do? <laughs> I realize that this is probably an excellent idea. So I take the mango and I look to the bats and I'm like, I just really wanted to thank you guys for being such great conversationalists today. So hey, hey anytime, anytime. <laughs> so here's this mango I acquired earlier. Would you? Like it? <laughs> Did you say mango? She said mango. Did you say mango? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A mango for a us? Mango. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, get 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 Jerry down here. Get Jerry down here. And you see this spread of wings, and you realize it is much larger than the other oh, bats. Oh jeez. <laughs> And this bat flutters down. Uh, so do do really quick. Do a perception check. Is he also wearing a three-piece suit? He is, in fact. Okay. He's wearing a five-piece suit. Sure. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. So this this bat has almost a three-foot wingspan. This Holy is a very frick. large bat. <laughs> and he, he not only is he well dressed, but you notice that the back of his suit actually has the the Orsoff symbol kind of on it. And he comes down and he's like. Hey, I, I just wanted I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, thanks for this. Uh, I want you to know uh, everyone's gonna get an equal part. Yeah, you ever need anything? We're here. We're here. Give give us give us uh give us a screech. Well, thank and you. And he grabs this thing with what do not look like normal bat feet, but uh, instead seem to be almost more like bird talons before flapping back up. I'm really glad you said bird talons, and not they look more like human feet, <laughs> 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 just like toes. <laughs> So, uh, I believe you just got an in with the bat Yes! <laughs> I cannot believe... Okay, so, what's everyone else up to? I completely forget. Lulin <laughs> uh, might be the easiest to be okay. quick about. Since you were flying around. He is going to fly up, get up on the rooftops, mm -hmm. close to this building, but not actually because the plan is to sneak in underground. Mm -hmm. He's going to be just observing the movement of the guards. Okay, I'll do uh, do an investigation check. So, all right, let me let me describe so I can make the case to get advantage. Okay. He's gonna find a spot. Uh huh. Not necessarily try to blend in, but just be like, just enjoying the view, and just keep an eye on how often the guards move around, how long they stay in any one position. And if there is anyone in the crowd moving around that seems to be paying the kind of undue attention to this place that would either be a guard or someone who's also planning to rob it. And he has a spyglass, so he'd probably be using that to just get a closer view. Essentially, he's trying to figure out if we're to rob this place and we have to get out a different way, how many guards will we have to deal with and what would be the best time to try and get out? Okay. Can I roll with advantage? Uh, I, not only can you roll, I'm going to say you can either roll Investigation or Perception, either one with advantage. Alright. That, you, you've given your reasoning, and I listen to, and I admire that. 22. Alright. So you notice, uh, what appears to be, uh, some small balconies that pop out at different points. One of them, uh, a man has come out about once every 20 minutes. But he doesn't appear to be a guard. He's, he's moderately well-dressed, and he appears every time he comes out to be smoking. From a, a little bit of this, you kind of gather that he might be the organ player uh, for this vast cathedral. He may just be coming out, well, whenever someone starts talking. Uh, and occasionally, he's coming out with uh, different sheets of music, but he smokes about once every 20 minutes before going back in. 
Alright. Yeah, that's what that's what Dulin's doing. He's gonna stay up on the rooftops for a while and just surveil. Okay. You uh, you do notice, uh, we're looking down at the crowds, you don't see anyone who seems to be scouting out the place, but you do notice a couple of patrols of guards, they seem to be around about once every half of an hour. It's a patrol of about five guards. Uh, most of them are heavily armed uh, with shields and uh, what look almost like spears. And they go through, uh, cutting through the crowd with a seeming gleam of authority before circling around again and disappearing out of sight from what you've seen. Uh, one, I need you really quick to roll Arcana. See if you realize this. Um, ten. Okay. There are a number of statues up on the roof. A lot of them are similar shaped. While you've been looking, that some of them seem to have changed position very slightly. And you could have sworn you saw one of them almost scratch its ear like a dog once, but that may have just been your eyes playing tricks on you for a second. One of the other things you have to notice is uh, some of the higher uh, windows, in fact, the, the highest up, appear to be cracked open, like for ventilation purposes. Whether or not they'll stay that way, you're not sure, but for the most part, they don't seem to have moved. Is there anything else in particular you're going to be looking for? Um, that window thing would give him the idea of maybe there are other ways out, but he's not... He might get on top of the building, but he's not going to try to go in it. He, he's not at the period where, like, I'm going to break in now. He's done enough raids on important buildings or on important ships or surveilling merchant routes he know if i jump the gun now i could blow the whole thing so he's mostly just he's not trying to make himself conspicuous he might after after a few hours of just looking over everything go down and try to walk into the temple itself because by his experiences temples are places that are that anyone can enter a temple uh, so after a couple hours of surveilling and getting a getting a handle on the guard patterns, because he knows with guards is that they have schedules and they tend to stick with it. So if he gets just a basic idea of what their patterns are, he's going to be able to assume that that's what their patterns are going to be. Okay. So he will, um, after a few hours of this, fly over on top of the or okay. just above the temple and look it over, and then fly down to the entrance. All right. While you're uh, while you're on top of the temple, make a perception check again. 14. So as you're, as you're kind of floating over this temple, uh, you happen to notice that uh, what appear to be a couple different shingles in, uh, in disarray right on the top, they just seem out of place. It's, it's not really something to look over for the most part. Uh, right. If you want to go investigate, you can. Yeah, he probably would. If they're, if they're that much out of place that he ignores that with the perception check, he'd... Investigation roll? Yep, investigation. Uh, 18. Uh, so as you as you get a tiny bit closer to take a look at these, you realize that it looks almost as if something has something or someone has stripped away quite a couple of these uh, slate tiles from the top, leaving a, a portion of what looks like the under part of the roof exposed, and it almost seems a little bit hollow. You could probably fit something down there if you really tried. We're talking like a hiding place big enough that you could probably stash a, uh, a backpack or something if you really wanted to. Lillian's gonna check to see if there's anything already stashed here. All right. Uh, as you get a little bit closer, I need you to make a, uh, perception check with disadvantage, actually. Um, 12. Okay. So, uh, as you kind of, you haven't landed yet, but you're still floating over, uh, one of the gargoyles that had previously been facing out is facing towards you, like one of the statues. You do, in fact, see something hidden in these tiles, though. It's, uh, uh some kind of leather object. It might be a sack or something. Uh, Lulin's gonna wave at the gargoyle. Does it wave back? <laughs> <laughs> what's your, uh, what's no. your charisma modifier? Uh, plus three. 
Did you crit fail again? Yes. <laughs> so this, this, what, is this four times now in this one session? Apparently. So, uh, this, uh, this statue for some reason, after seeing you wave, almost completely forgetting that it's a statue, seems to grin and banner and kind of pick up its large claw and wave, spreading its wings for a sec before remembering that it shouldn't be doing this and going back strictly into the same form that it was before. Aww. Uh, Lola's gonna give him, like, finger guns and, <laughs> and fly down to this, uh, torn up section. Okay, the statue kind of just sits there, almost, almost in, like, a nervous stillness. So right. yeah, Lulin's gonna fish out whatever's tucked right. in this space. Uh, to your knowledge, it doesn't look like a bag. In fact, it's more of a, a cape of some kind, but there is something inside of it. Uh, and as you kind of pull it out from behind this, what looks almost like a leather jacket, it's a strange metal symbol almost, uh, like a large pendant necklace. For the most part, it looks almost like a spider with an eye on it. Huh. All right. Well, I got it now. Um, before he flies down, mm -hmm. Lolan's going to do two things. Okay. He's going to, to go up to the gargoyle, uh -huh. pat it on the back. Okay. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. You're worth it. <laughs> um, he's going to fly up far enough that he can get a decent view mm -hmm. of the temple itself and yeah. cast Detect Magic. The second you finish your channel, you send out the little wave of energy that's normally provided with Detect Magic. And almost immediately, as if water suddenly freezing just stops. So I'm, I'm completely unable to cast any spells? For some reason, Detect Magic is just kind of almost fizzled for some reason. All right, that kind of answers the question he'd have wanted to ask with Detect Magic. <laughs> <laughs> there are most certainly magical defenses around this building. Really? In a, in a giant vault? There's yeah, you wouldn't have suspected... Spell? Well, I mean, he's he's accustomed to magic being utilized as a tool. But this is a brand new place. This is confirming, would these people use magic as a tool, or would they be using it as, like, a resource that's to be preserved? He's casting detect magic because if they use it as a tool, they'd have magical defenses up, an alert network surrounding it, but if it was a resource, there might not... It might not be utilized in the same way. Okay. But if he can't cast it at all... Well, it's not that he can't cast it, it's just he did cast it, but it seems to have just dissipated instantly. So that, like, the spell was immediately countered? Or yeah. is this, it, like... Well, you know that you did it correctly, but it's just not working. Hmm. Alright, he's gonna land and try to go into the temple itself. Alright. There's a man there dressed uh, in white and black and gold. He's got a large a plate. running theme. He's got a large plate, actually, and he's, he's asking for uh, uh, alms. Alms for the orphanage. Uh, insight check. Uh, go right ahead, yeah. 14. Uh, so, a lot of people are putting in uh, a couple silver. Some people are throwing in a uh, gold coin. Uh, and it, it seems as if the more coins that get put in here, at a certain point, they kind of sink a little bit, and it goes back to almost the same amount. And you can see him kind of struggle with the weight, and then it suddenly disappear for a moment. Lulin's going to toss a few gold in there. The idea that, oh, this is for the orphans is going to speak to him. Uh, he's going to look over this priest for just, like, very briefly. Okay. Are they paying attention to the crowd, or are they paying attention to their bowl? The, the priest is doing a very good job of showmanship, of looking at the crowd and pretending to make eye contact, but in reality, he's staring at how much is in the bowl. All right. Okay, then he's going to go into the temple. As he steps into the temple, from the outside does no good of describing what it looks like from the inside. You see, behind these large iron grates, mounds and mounds of gold. 
Uh, do a charisma saving throw. With advantage, though. Alright. 21. You entirely hold back the urge to go, what in the f***? This, this amount of gold on Horizon could buy not only a country, but probably a couple of countries. Certainly enough arms to take over the rest of a continent. There is so much gold in here that it almost seems to be overflowing. Uh, if it weren't for what appear to almost be the magical barriers behind these iron grates keeping it all in, there are a variety of uh, these gray, goblinoid-looking things with gold masks that happen to be carrying around big bowls of gold and dumping it into smaller piles around. But for the most part, you just see gold coins around. There's no crowns or gems or anything like that. It just looks like gold coins. <whistles> Floating above, you see a couple of ghastly figures kind of roaming about. Most of them look kind of like priests that you saw at the entrance, and most just seem to be minding their own business. Uh, up ahead uh, is a, a pulpit with a rather plump, uh, pasture-looking man standing there uh, and surrounding him with a large pile of gold and silver, and there are people just tossing coins uh, onto this mound as he's continuing to preach, his voice amplified from what you can only assume to be thaumaturgy. Lulin's main focus looking around here is entrances and exits. Which which doors are the priests mostly moving in and out of? Uh, do, uh, do an investigation really quick. Basically, he's trying to get as much of a view of the building itself as mm -hmm. possible. Okay. And that is a 10. You don't see the priest really move from the pulpit, but you do see people dressed not quite as well as the priests or any of the priests, but certainly in black and white and gold, moving in and out of these doors that happen to be not only behind the iron gate, but behind the pulpit itself. You open these doors into a dark hallway where they seem to disappear before closing the door back behind them. But rather, the door closes itself. Looking up a little bit, you do see uh, the windows you noticed before are cracked open. Again, most likely for ventilation, but other than that, you really aren't able to spot anything. Alright, once he's got a decent impression of how the movement of people is in the temple, he's going to leave. As you, uh, as you turn around, there's uh, a man standing in these flowing white robes with gold adorned on him and a large golden scepter in hand. You! You child! Have you not come? Lulin looks behind him like a child. <laughs> you! Have you not come to accept all that must be and all that will be? I'm of the impression that all that must be and all that will be will accept me regardless of my opinion or my actions. Ah, yes. A brave one you are. Tell me, is there something you seek? And I'm going to need you to make a charisma saving throw. All right. Uh, so that is a... Oh, shit. Look at this. Look at this beautiful 20. What? Right here. What? Look at it. It's gorgeous. What? It's perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> and it was perfect this, in Look at this 20 on my dice. <laughs> is there anything you seek? Is there uh, anything you want to just straight up say to this guy? Gold. Bitches. That pile of gold. Uh, does this guy seem like he's looking for a genuine answer, or like he's trying to feed me up a line? You know, do roll inside. I mean, you got a 20... I have to answer that with something in particular. Uh, 14. Okay. He seems like he's looking for an answer. Just just an answer from you if there's anything you seek. He doesn't seem to have an angle of any sort. I'm looking for some way to deliver some semblance of justice. Justice? Ah, a noble pursuit. Azorius live their lives. They never find it. 
I feel you may, however. Come, let us let us talk in my quarters. One of the iron griddles that you noticed before almost peers open, and almost like a sea splitting, the piles of gold on each side seem to part, leading to a door that you hadn't noticed before, and he leads you in. Uh, Luan's gonna follow. Alright. You generally don't feel any restraint or hesitance from him. This feels like the right thing to do. So you, as you step in, it is a very well-adorned, although relatively small office. Uh, there's another door on the other side, and a wooden table kind of sits in the middle. Uh, there's a small scale, as you've seen, that merchants use, uh, and a couple of uh, different coins laid there. Justice. Yes, yes, I've heard of many who look for it, but can never truly find it. In some ways, and he moves over towards his bookshelf, justice is in the eye of its beholder. What may be right for some may be wrong for others. What you seek is something more arbitrary, but something notable nonetheless. And he pulls off a book, dusting off the cover. I've had this in my possession, or my family's possession, a little while now, but if it is justice you seek, and this it'll be justice you find. He hands this very old leather-bound tome to you. No one's going to, to take it. Oh, I have my share of scars. I'm mostly concerned with making sure others don't have to take the same. Yeah, the priest kind of setting down his scepter points one finger to the tome. With this, you may find that scars themselves become harder things to find. No one's going to crack it open and and flip through a few pages. You, uh, as you try to open it, you realize it feels almost sealed uh, by some kind of magical means. The uh, the priest uh, is smiling more to to you uh, before turning... I feel it is time that I should return. There are many more who need guidance. Uh, before you do, it's more experience that books are a little hard to read if you can't open them. He turns to you, almost winking with us, and goes, Sometimes it's not the book itself, it's where you read it. Before uh, stepping out, uh, leaving the door open for you to be able to leave uh, in itself, the door's only opened by a little bit of a crack, but enough that you can hear the commotion going on outside. All right. The one's going to take the book, tuck it in his... How big is it? Think... Like, uh, two of the players' handbook put together, I'm going to okay. be entirely honest. Think, it's not a tome. So fairly large, but not, not massive. Not massive, no. All right. He's going to kind of tuck it under his arm and walk out of the temple. All right. And go to the meeting place. It's probably been a, a, at least a few hours by then. It definitely has. Uh, on the way out, uh, and uh, the book that you were carrying before suddenly seems a little bit heavier. But you're heading back, I guess, meeting the point, in yeah. the courtyard. So after we had split up, after you had ascended... I decided to figure out any, like, dark alleyways that I could maybe use as, like, an escape route. Because when I was in Kaladesh, or when Irshaya was in Kaladesh, um, there were a lot of uh, shady deals going on uh, trying to smuggle stuff to, like, one place to another. So he knows that in any large city like this, there's got to be some way to navigate without being seen. So he's going to try to discover these routes. Uh, roll perception? Uh, with advantage. Okay. Uh, 13. It's not particularly difficult in what appears to be an overwhelming city to find these alleys. There are, uh, there are a couple of them around, actually. There's one of them that kind of darts where you've come from before. Uh, another one seems to loop into what looks like a brightly lit plaza. And there's another one that a shadow cast by a couple of buildings really obscures what's further down. But there are quite a couple of different... Uh, alley escape routes, at least, that you can see, in addition to the main roads that seem to be poking off almost in a grid. Mm-hmm. Additionally, he'd be looking for some sort of thing that he could cause a distraction with, maybe, like, a pile of wood just, like, laying around that he could set fire to, or you... something that he could dismantle to distract 
You don't happen to see a pile of wood, mm-hmm. but you do see a couple of small gray goblinoid things. They've got these gold masks, and they all seem to be, well, rather pathetic looking. Uh, they are carrying these large, like, half domes over their head. More like, more, not exactly a bowl, because a bowl would have a flat part, but some sort of big cup. You can't particularly tell what it's filled with, but obviously being able to, to trip one of them or topple one of them over would cause a certain reaction because whatever the one in front of it seems to do the one behind it does okay can i make a perception check just to see like what else is around me go right ahead all right okay yeah 16 uh you you notice a couple uh it looks like a patrol of guards that comes kind of traveling on through and there are at first you thought they were just birds really high up, but they look like they're something slightly bigger than that. Uh, they're certainly bats, although not many of them are out in the daylight. Most are trying to stick to the shadows around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do notice uh, in the, the darker alleyway, there seems to be some kind of movement going on. Alright. Um, Yoshai will like try to calm down his little energy thing that he's got going on to like darken himself and mm-hmm. make himself as obvious, and try to creep towards these uh movements or sounds as you get a little bit closer you do you hear sounds that sounds almost like the sound of uh conflict of, of, like fighting someone with uh what almost sounds like swords uh, are you gonna get any closer yes a lot closer but he's still gonna try to like hide to the shadows all right you uh as you get a little bit closer you see these two these men are in big black robes there is a hood covering one of them. One of them has what almost looks like a butcher's cleaver, and the other one seems to just have uh, a rather almost unwieldy axe. Uh, there is one person dodging some of these swipes and throws, and this woman, appears in particular, uh, has a rather large coin pouch that she seems to have tied to her side. Although she's able to step out of the way, uh, she's defending herself with what looks like a large metal stick. Uh, again, uh, this one of these... Uh, man dressed in black swings its butcher's cleaver nearly missing her had she not moved back a little bit it probably would have uh, cut her face well he's going to just immediately charge in recklessly without a plan <laughs> all right <laughs> nice. <laughs> trying to save this woman roll initiative yeah okay 17 uh so uh i will say because you are spontaneously bursting in here we'll do this as a, as a surprise round okay and a surprise round is like basically a free hit. Pretty much, yeah, you're uh, okay. You're you are about you're about ten feet away. The alleyway is about eight feet wide. It's not particularly wide, but it's free of debris for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cast thaumaturgy as I'm running towards them, uh-huh. and trying to make an extremely bright light as bright as I can. Obviously not damaging. Okay. Just to like intimidate them. So you, you're going to try and intimidate the ever-living crap out of them? Yeah. I want the uh, sort of electrical currents that are sort of running through me to glow really bright and okay. like, look like they're arcing, but not doing any damage, just okay. really fierce looking. Uh, Alright, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Roll, uh, roll for intimidation with advantage, though. Mm-hmm. Alright. So, 17 or... Okay, that's 24. So, uh, what looks like... Almost a powerful demon coming down there. One of these poor guys. The guy with the uh, the, the butcher's cleaver in particular just goes, I f*** this. I ain't dealing with this shit. I, no, no. I did not come here to be some Rakdos freak's next meal. And he tosses aside the cleaver and just books it. 
running past, uh, and uh, as he runs past this uh, this woman who happens to be under attack, takes a slice, a slice at him with a dagger that you didn't see beforehand, and completely misses. <laughs> and he is booking it out of here. Uh, the other one uh, almost seems certainly startled by your appearance. Uh, the woman herself, kind of looking at you with startled eyes, uh, like, a, like a rabbit who has just been caught eating uh, carrots in a field. Have I uh, ran... Like my maximum limit, or no? You're you're still about ten feet away. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna run straight in and punch him in the face. I'm not gonna drain life because I don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, just punch him straight across the face. All right, roll the hit. <laughs> I'm gonna roll the hit. hit. All right, ten. All right, Dex. So okay. eleven. Eleven. Yep. As as you swing, he kind of steps back, uh, almost as if he's he's realized. Oh shit! Uh, okay. Think, Francis. Think. Francis. Francis! Uh, now the woman, uh, right behind this man, upon seeing you come in there and take a swing, and takes the opportunity of him moving back, and she's gonna actually take a swing at uh, him herself, uh, which you realize now is just outright a mace. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my god. And completely misses. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Could've been worse. Could've been a crit failure. Could've I'm sure that that failure. would not have ended well for anyone. Nope. Upon realizing that she's, uh, she's upon realizing that she sucks. <laughs> upon realizing that her flailing a mace wildly isn't doing anything, she uh, mumbles to herself. Uh, before uh, the one remaining hooded man uh, decides, I'm gonna take on this new threat who's come here. This is not going well for me. And he, uh, instead of attacking with his weapon, is actually gonna try and, and punch right back at you. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> Completely fing this. Oh my god. Muttering to himself as he does this. Damn it, Francis! You keep fing up. It's all Francis's fault. Uh, it's your turn again? Fuck you, Francis. Um, is this really the first combat we've had? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is the first combat. Is him yeah. running into a mugging in an alleyway. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I mean, I think it's a good starter. Yeah. Like, it's good it to is. start small, so then when we run into, like, something horrifying, it's like, remember that time when all you had to fight was a mugger in an alleyway? Yeah. And not a monstrosity? <laughs> Aww. Like, I wanted to get into a fight last session, but she had to, like, entangle the gremlin immediately. I know. I know. You wanted to beat the shit out of that gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm gonna turn around and grapple him. Grapple him? Yep. Oh Alright. <laughs> I'm gonna miss. <laughs> like, let's go! Fired and a miss. <laughs> one. No! Not a nat one! No. It was a three and a minus two. <laughs> no. I don't know how the hell I changed that dice, but he just rolled a nat one. Oh my god, both of them. <laughs> Yours uh, was not a nat one. So. Uh, Oh, Does wow. he grapple himself? <laughs> this is how I'm going to go with it. You intend to grapple. Unfortunately, you're not entirely familiar with how your body is supposed to work on this new plane. Uh, Gravity is a little bit different. Right. Uh, your arms are a little bit longer than you normally would have expected. You, you instead <laughs> of grabbing leave. him in this grapple, give him this big old bear hug. Aww. I want you to roll. Up, bro. I want you to roll a d4. Alright. Oh, it's a one. <laughs> you are dealing oh. one damage to this man from your big old bear hug. As he completely and utterly does not expect the bear hug. <laughs> he was expecting like you to grab a hold of him, try to go for his throat, not a not a hug. It's, it's pure and utter shock. For the most part, he is stunned for his next turn. Nice. <laughs> Realizing that 
you have seized the initiative uh, hey. to, to try and restrain him, but instead of giving him a loving hug, this girl from behind is, is just going to go, fuck this, and use her dagger in the offhand to stab this man, or attempt to. Oh my god. And she stabs me instead. Oh god. No, she, she very much stabs him right in the kidney. Nice. Oh, finally. Right in the kidney? This <laughs> poor guy cries out in pain. Ah! I... Stunned for his turn, because he's literally just been stabbing a kidney and bear-hugged. It's mm-hmm. back to your turn. Can I, like, knock him prone? You can certainly try. Okay, I'm gonna I'll, try. I'm that'll gonna be fail a, again. That'll be a strength <laughs> check, my friend. Oh yeah. Yeah, strength checks, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Another three? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Stop making this man roll strength. <laughs> He's the one trying to push strength-related techniques. <laughs> you're, you're all talk, nothing else. You're just talk. You're all attempt. <laughs> That's literally what you are. I'm all heart. You try to push him over, but instead of like really pushing, it's just more of an embrace of a hug. He's he's really unsure what to do this time. He's never had anyone randomly hu- run up and hug him. Not even his own mom. This is, this is a new Aww. experience for him. Aw, Francis. Are you going to be doing anything else other than hugging this poor man? It'll be alright. <laughs> Just go into the light. <laughs> roll charisma. Roll for charisma check. Convince him to die. <laughs> I swear, if I get like a nat 20. <laughs> this is a nat 20. I got plus 4 to that, so 18. You know? You're right! <laughs> I should give up these dark evil ways. I, I, I've never been hugged like that. I've never been touched like that before. Even me mate has never done that to me before. It's just, hey, let's go mug someone in an alley, you know? I, I'm really moved by this. Oh my god. It's okay. Just let it out. Let it out. I'm, I'm so sorry, miss. You know, I, I never wanted to do, you know, I just, I thought, I honestly thought you were kind of cute. I pointed out because you were cute, but my mate's like, no, no, she's got money. And you know what? You you don't you don't got money, but you got heart. I meanwhile what? behind his back, I'm just saying, don't stab him anymore. <laughs> so she Let she kind of she's surprised by this. This is the person who had literally just stabbed him in the kidney, and he's like trying to apologize for this. So she's. Honestly, kind of confused by this. Uh, do you do you want to let go of this big bear hug or keep it going? I'm gonna keep it going. Never let go. He, He's part of the party now. He drops his weapons entirely and wraps around you in this big hug. Like, I just I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be as good as I can be. Aww. You're a good boy, Francis. Thanks, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Not even me, Mama said that. You just needed someone to tell you you're a good boy. You know, I, I am. Oh my god. And he releases from this big bear hug and is like, I cannot thank you enough. If it weren't for you, I would have died out here. Dan, how much of tonight's session went the way you thought it would? <laughs> Literally none of it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, miss. I, I cannot apologize enough. I hope that you have a great day, and I hope that you won't hold this against me if we ever meet in the future. He grabs your hand, just 
Thank you. <laughs> With his bloody hands. For, oh, You're welcome, sir. all that you've done, I apologize for the blood in your hands in a non-metaphorical sense. I... Blood is just squirting profusely out of his, out of his sides because he's not holding it anymore. He puts his hand back on to pressing guard type and I'm, I'm going to go see if Celestia might accept me. I've never felt this way before. Yeah, because you're losing blood. <laughs> He's like ghostly white. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I've never and he, felt I this way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he kind of starts to step <laughs> off uh, furthermore into the, the alleyway, uh, the direction that his friend went, excusing himself as he walks by the miss. She, uh, she turns to All right, whatever it was the f*** you did to him, don't do it to me. <laughs> Five seconds early, he was about to kill me for anything that I had on me. It's the power of love, bro. <laughs> I I could have handled this myself, but I, I thank you and your unconventional manners. I'm, uh... And she kind of clutches onto this purse, which you realize is bulging more than it looks like it should hold. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just gonna be on my way, you know? I'm, I'm, bye! Thanks. How ridiculous would it be if I tried to snatch that person? Right Do now? it. Do it. It's your character. Yeah. Would that be in your character's nature? Yeah, would nature? that be? Yeah. You just saved her from being mugged, and now you're gonna mug her yeah. yourself. Yeah. So he could take all the money. Slightly considering it. I mean, you could try to persuade her into rewarding you. I guess. I don't know what's more in your character's like nature. It would probably be the persuading thing again. Mm. But, uh, Go for it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop you if you think that. <laughs> He's gonna just, you know, grab the bag of money. Now, Yoshaya, uh -huh. having just gone into a high of righteousness, <laughs> feels like he should be rewarded heavily. <laughs> but he doesn't feel like asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, he lets her walk away for just a second, then runs up and snatches it back. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to make a uh, sleight of hand check. I will give you advantage on this because mm. he's not only doing it from behind, but she honestly doesn't feel any hostile <laughs> intent from you. He that goes is. to grab the bag and somehow ends up hugging her. <laughs> How did this happen? Okay, that's a nineteen. Oh wow. So Dex, so that's twenty, and obviously I immediately run. Without her even seeming to notice, you not only grab the bag, you grab the handle it was attached to, and the keys that were jingling off of it. What? Mm. I'm so good. <laughs> she she is continuing on her way, not even noticing the fact that she's got a light shoulder. Just I'm bolting the other out of there. <laughs> Bye. All right, are you back at the fountain? Yeah, why not? I think right. I'm done here. Oh yeah, obviously I'm going to like look into it just to see what I got. You find a small collection of gold. About 45 pieces in total, which is rather nice. You do notice something unusual. Half the coins have this kind of, uh, it looks almost like a spider with a big eye on it. Um, can I, like, make an arcana check to see if it's, like, magical at all? Go or, right ahead. Okay. Uh, 14. From what you can tell, these are just coins. They just seem to be made at a different place. There's mm -hmm. nothing really magical about them. And how many of them are there? There are about... 45, about half of them have a spider symbol on them. Something you do notice as you're rifling through this purse, among a couple of things that appear to, uh, appear to be makeup, which you've seen before. Nice. And uh, you notice a small, little tiny linen cloth. And this cloth, for some reason, is seemingly magical. You're just not sure how. So I just feel like a tingling sensation, but nothing really. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you feel that it's magical. You don't know why it's magical, but it is. I put it in my pocket with the uh, mirror. Uh, so as you kind of tuck these away into your pocket, uh, 
what was previously just empty space suddenly is filled up as an invisibility spell fades. And Nemox standing uh, around you guys. I've got good news and bad news. Good news is that I know a way for us to get out. Bad news? There are a lot of bats. Yeah, but I, I'm kind of in their mafia now. So. <laughs> Wait, there's a bat mafia? <laughs> I, I too, am intrigued. Well, Quick question: Are they all wearing leather suits? <laughs> I, I, I too wish to know the answer to this question. Well, basically, I chatted with the bats, and they were all very pleasant, and they pretty much told me that they're the main line of defense. And once we get inside, there's a few guards. One of them's really dumb and easily distracted. So. And you learned all of this from bats. Yes, they also love mangoes, so potential distraction point. You're saying that if we bring mangoes, we can get through the lines of defense. That's what it sounded like to me. Oh my god. What have we done with these mangoes? <laughs> <laughs> this was not the intent of the mangoes. Yes, was it was. It's always comment. the intent of the mangoes. <laughs> there was supposed to be a passing comment. <laughs> now they're a main plot point. <laughs> <laughs> they will have to be at this point. I'm rambling. Um, I figured out at the very least some of their movements if we need to get out in a hurry and the tunnels don't work if we time it right i think we can get our way through the the main temple also he's gonna hold up the book and just kind of try to open it but not not too not putting too much effort into it just show it oh it it just it opens right up oh yeah well i i also got this book don't know what it does. Uh, now that it's open, he's gonna flip through a couple pages. Uh, Nemox goggles kind of flick, and you realize that there's a new pair. They're not blue like the ones before, but they're actually red. That kind of flick our onto it for a second. He goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, where did you get that? Oh, well, you probably shouldn't have that." But mm. uh, what is it? Well, it's a recording and the practical application of some minor white magic spells. Useless so, to me, but... Sort of a spell book? Learning a couple of different things in here, or...? Uh, not just a spell book. I'd honestly put it as, like, uh, think a beginner's guide to uh, effects that remove things from the plane. All right. Where? Banishment spells. Where did you grab this from? In the temple. <sighs> okay, we can go over this later. For now, do not read any of the things in there out loud. He's reading all of it. Not out loud, just like... <laughs> Be very careful. Do not accidentally recite the spell. I don't want to see a chunk of something missing. Okay. <laughs> For the most part, and his uh, goggles kind of flick again, and the red kind of seems to glow almost a little bit. Uh, they seem to only be temporary, but there's no doubt they're higher, more powerful ones as you go into the book. I don't even... It kind of shivers a moment as his goggles flick back again to more blue color the lenses. Anyone else learn something? I got a new bag. I've noticed. <laughs> uh, along with a couple of what look like Demir coins. Interesting. Uh, so what did everybody else learn? Oh, I just learned that, you know, this religion is a joke and a scam and that all these poor, unfortunate idiots are just handing away their money for basically no reason, so that's wonderful. Hello and welcome to Orzov. <laughs> Although it's not always exactly a scam, uh, in some cases it's used to bolster the power of things that happen to be worshipped. I'll not bore you with comments as you seem to think I overspeak. But he kind of looks... Great! <laughs> kind of looks, staring at you for a moment, before finally kind of breaking this eye concentration, going, All right, so, <laughs> anybody thought of a plan yet? Because mine was going through cave, 
try and kill or avoid bats. Sounds uh, like we can just walk right past the bats if we bring them in a fruit. Specifically mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be that difficult. They're in uh, a rather large quantity after they were brought here. I think if we go to Selesnia, we should be able to pick them up. Although everyone be cautious there. I, I don't want an incident of last time. Last time? What happened last time? Selesnia mm. <sighs> uh, is corpses all about growing their ranks. Uh, and you do this in quite a couple of ways. And surprisingly, if you're a new father, you tend to want to stick around. The last group of people I got brought there all got laid, and they never left. Oh. Oh, okay. Sweet. So, uh, next destination? <laughs> <sighs> no. Please. But the mangoes themselves may prove useful. Anybody happen to notice anything about the guards? They seem to be on a mostly constant rotation, but numbers don't didn't seem to change over the course of a few hours, so... And internally, they said... The bats said that their line of defense is so great that they don't really stalk the inside too much. Yeah, judging by that, it seems like once we get in, we won't really have to worry too much about anything until we get to wherever these things are being kept. There was some sort of uh, negating barrier around that prevented me from scanning further inside. Uh, I think that may be a hindrance. We should probably try to be careful. Anyway, anyhow, I feel it's time. Let's first find a place where we can stay for the evening before we prepare for a heist tomorrow. My suggestion is this lovely little chateau on the outskirts of Gulgari territory. It's an old city, but it's rather nice. It's got its charms. I'll get us a ride. And again, uh, after a little bit of waving around, he manages to uh, track down another beast like the first, but this one's a far bit smaller. It looks like it's still growing, like it's a juvenile. Aww. Poor guy. <laughs> and uh, this creature bends its neck down, allowing everyone to get on. There seems to be a little bit of haggling between Nemok about the price and about where they're going. Alright, come on. We've got a long trip, and I don't want to lose any of you. I'm going to name the beast Timmy. Nice. Yeah. So as you step aboard Timmy, <laughs> the tiny beast, <laughs> tiny Tim. you get a new perspective as you're looking barely over uh, some of the second stories of some of these buildings you're around that really this city just expands on seemingly forever. You're slowly brought through different districts, this time not getting too distracted, uh, but getting to see some of the scenery as it changes into, uh, from a Gothic-style architecture, more to uh, a very practical and well-organized, uh, round roofs almost, uh, to what looks kind of like military bunkers, fading into these large, tall spires with pipes of all sorts, Seem almost like they could be at home in Kaladesh, before finally arriving at what looks like it could be considered the same architecture as the place where you first had breakfast. And there's uh, a small open green plot of land with a couple of trees and well, a medium-sized almost castle. Uh, Timmy, the tiny beast, rears his head down, as, uh, allowing all of you to step off. Nemax sets foot, the gates sort of open almost to his presence, and he goes, well, it may not be the nicest thing, but for now, let's call it home. Thank you, all of you, 
for joining us on the Plane Shift Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at planeshiftpodcast at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook page, and we're on Twitter at Planeshiftcast. I want to thank the Penguin Cafe Orchestra for letting us use their song Perpetuum Mobile as the intro and outro to our podcast. I want to thank the good folks at CD Projekt Red for letting us use music from The Witcher. And again, I want to thank all of you out there for taking the time to join us. Until our paths cross again, we've been the Plane Shift Podcast. But me! Me! It's just mad. Where is that post? I haven't seen that in so long. That was actually hilarious. I have never seen Will do anything with his legs before, aside from like walking. I've seen him kick a ball before. I think I think that goes to about it. Yeah. I don't even think I've seen Will dance before. Oh, I dance if I want. I can leave all my friends behind. But if your friends don't dance, if they don't dance, and they're not friends of mine. With you. Because apparently he knows how to do dances. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you. He, do, he does I know, I can confirm yeah. he does know how to dance. I have never paid good attention to it because the few times I've seen him dance, I've either had my focus on someone else or he's and been I was trashed. <laughs> yes! Or I've been either trashed or I was dancing in the moonlight. Truth. I will never forget that. Straight up band Dancing in the moonlight. It was God, I remember that it was up in Vermont. Yes, we, we were all trashed, and you were just like spinning around like a geese. Probably, probably I geese are not raising geese. I am not. I will not. A goose hissed at me. Yep. I will not have geese on my farm. Okay. Look, so that that looks it. turkeys. You might need to like my turkey that I love. If they're more wild turkeys, you might need to like set up an enclosure so they don't fly. If away. they're wild, you might need to set up like some kind of like a mentorship program to get them to like get on the straight path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Project drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have a mad course show up. Listen, kids. <laughs> drugs tur- aren't cool. <laughs> turkey dare. <laughs> turkey dare. <laughs> Just rolling a TV that has yeah. stand and deliver, but yes. with turkeys. But with turkeys. Like you can yes. turn into animals. Can you turn into a bat? No, I cannot actually. I'm not high enough level. I'm not a high enough one! I gotta level up, I need some more experience Wait, points. I gotta sorry. level up my bat Sorry, skills. let me rephrase that. Let me make this less meta. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'm sorry, I can't. I have... And one of the iron griddles that you noticed before almost peers open it's and... making pancakes. Oh my god. Like the ear or die. Oh my god! I messed up my joke. <laughs> it was so great. It yeah. was still. It was still great. <laughs> I'm dying.